0: Yo, 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 it's Nick from Get In Tune. I got a very special guest on today's episode, my very special friend, TJ, as he goes by Soul for the Soul. He is a god level leather repurposer. <laughs> He's the man when it comes to just custom anything. Uh, this is somebody that really inspires me, and I figured he'd be great for the platform on today's episode. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself for those who ain't familiar with you, man. For sure, man. Well, first off, I
1: just wanted to thank you for allowing me to be a part of this, man. I love what you're doing. Um, as as he said before, my name is Mark, but everybody pretty much calls me, PJ, Um I've been known to be pretty much anything, the to go-to man as far as when it comes to custom shoes, uh, custom bags, custom uh, leather goods, really anything. At this point, I can am near about make it um, all.
0: Yeah. So, again, I'm just thankful to be a part of this man and let's dive into it no for sure man i want to go into your upbringing uh we're both from the same around the same area 478 uh middle georgia uh what was your upbringing like in macon
1: um (laughs) uh, man macon is definitely a, a special place man um i would say as far as my upbringing is concerned man it was it was pretty solid a pretty normal upbringing for the most part um I had I, I, te- I still do technically have both of my parents. Um, they're not necessarily together. I have a mm-hmm. wonderful stepmom now. But um, from from the get-go, man, my parents have always, like, showed me love. I have a yep. few siblings um, that I'm pretty close to as I've started to get older. Um, I played sports when I was younger, really more so basketball. Um, Once I kind of got a little bit older, realized I was not going to be nowhere near six feet. Uh, no I kind of gave that <laughs> kind of gave that up and um started working man and it really is really kind of crazy how I fell into all of this um, i was I was working at chick no other and um I happened to run into one of my friends that was currently like the manager at foot action back where we from and she mm-hmm. just told me to apply I happened to apply um happened to go in one day looking for some shoes to customize actually. Um And the manager stopped me and just was like, hey, you know, what's your name again? And I gave her my name. And she was like, you cut for my shoes? I was like, yeah. And she was like, actually, you know, I just pulled your application. So if you got the time, you know, so we can do an interview right here on the spot. So mm. did an interview in some basketball shorts and a t-shirt, man. And that really kind of started it all. Uh, working in the shoe store allowed me to really do a lot of market research at an early age, kind of see like the things that people were wearing, what people were looking for and also can kind of see like what the market was missing, um, which made my job as far as the customizing side much easier. um, Just being able to provide those things that people were looking for and kind of being able to allow me to make shoes that were special to the customer. So I started off customizing shoes, restoring shoes and then really just built my way up from there. Um, I've been sewing for probably about 10 years now. Uh, I got, three four industrial sewing machines four five um home machines screen printer setup, pretty much really anything at this point um almost like a little mini factory in the house so
0: yeah Yeah, i've seen it myself (laughs) and for (laughs) those that don't know (laughs) yeah bro for those that don't know them industrial sewing machines are heavy bro like (laughs) <laughs> real deal like like factory grade machines in this man's crib like he really takes his craft seriously but going back to what you were saying about um just your early age like i knew about you because you were making waves in our in our small area you know what i'm saying holding it down for making but uh, a couple years ago you decided to make the transition to move into the atlanta area so um was it a culture shock moving to a big city at all um
1: you know today Truly honest with you, man, I I think that it definitely helped me as far as just like broadening my horizon and just seeing like what's possible or what's out there. I won't say that I did too much as far as like networking and and getting with people. Um, I never was really a person that was like outside, but it did allow me to see on a bigger scale like what people actually were into. There are trends and things that are going on in Atlanta that never really made it to. Uh, the 478 where we're from, or if it did make it, it was always a couple years late. So it allowed me to kind of really just see, uh, what was going on in the city, what was, what was, what was the trends now, and then what were they going for? Um, as far as just moving to Atlanta, it it wasn't really a business decision. Um, Mm -hmm. it was more so just because at that time I was trying to go to Kennesaw and I felt as though that would allow me to do, you know, what I wanted to do at the time. Um, and just put me in a different area, man. I think sometimes a lot of us, whether you're trying to be a business owner or just, you know, even if you have aspirations to just have a nine to five, I think a lot of us get stuck in the in where we're from just because it's so comfortable. Um, yeah, bro. Moving to Atlanta allowed me to, at least before I got with y'all, I was really kind of by myself. So it allowed me to really take the time out and really like get to know myself, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. What I like, what I didn't like, what what truly was a value to me, and the things I just truly enjoy. And I will say that taking that time to myself and really find myself definitely has helped along the way.
0: Yeah, adding context to what TJ was saying, uh, Martin from my last episode and, uh, TJ were two roommates of mine, uh, and we lived together, uh, in some apartments out near Kennesaw. And it was definitely great to be able to like, you know what I'm saying, talk to them and bounce ideas off one another because they're two creative individuals and, uh, you know, I really respect what you got going on. I'm glad you made that tr- transition because there's a lot of people from our area that don't, that can't say the same thing. You know, they get trapped into the box, they get complacent and they don't move and, and, and chase their, their passions, whether it's, you know, going to school and, um, you know, getting a degree and and refining their craft or, you know, chasing a business opportunity or whatever. So much, um, you know, just much respect to you for doing that. Uh, This is a question I asked Martin on my last episode. Yeah, there's a question I asked Martin on my last episode and it has to do with schooling and like the value of a degree. Do you feel like with what you're doing, schooling, like traditional schooling is necessary like a traditional education is necessary or do you feel like um you're better like some people can make it without you know hands-on training in that way
1: um so i i think that personally i mean i know that this doesn't apply to everybody but Mm -hmm. i will say that you don't have to go to school like college to go to school sure um Mm -hmm. i got a lot of my experience a lot of the training you would say uh shit through youtube um through youtube and just really doing stuff selling doing it over and again until i got it right um even now you know currently i'm in the position where i'm super close to finishing school but at the same time for where i am in life and where i career i know that me getting a degree will not change the trajectory of what i got currently going on it ain't gonna stop that days. emotion bro Nah, it's it's (laughs) not. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know what I'm saying? If if you feel like school is for you, by all means, like, Mm -hmm. rock out. At the same time, like, if you just going because somebody telling you to go, or you just going to get away from whatever you currently got going on, like, don't, don't get yourself <laughs> in a lot of debt just because you're yeah. trying to get away. Like, you yeah. you can... There are so many opportunities in the world, even if you're not trying to be an entrepreneur or whatever, that will allow you to get away from your hometown without going into the thousands of dollars of debt. um I will say that one thing school has helped me with, though, is that being self-taught, there was a lot of things that I knew, um, but I didn't know the correct terminology for it or mm. if i got around certain people that were in that space yeah i might know the meanings of things but i didn't know how to carry myself or how to talk to these people in technical yeah. terms and even now i i see that that has allowed me to kind of progress um so you know it, it has its pros and its cons will i tell my kids they have to go probably not but Mm. if they choose to go you know what i'm saying by all means i'm going to support them
0: 100%. That's real. I feel like um Martin shared the same sentiment as well just with his uh ideas on going to school and you know and not necessarily being uh necessary per se cuz there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tools and there's a lot of knowledge we can learn on on YouTube, on Skillshare. Platforms like that really make it easy. They're like that that bridge between like traditional education and, and you know being able to do things self-taught and, and do it at home so I'm, gr- I'm glad that you mentioned that because people are sleeping on YouTube and what you can learn I feel like it's it's an endless like resource that people don't take advantage of enough you know everyone wants to watch like music videos or you know funny videos on YouTube but there's are there, there's real like insightful things we can learn on that platform so yeah much respect for that well, for sure man and I and just to kind of like piggyback off of exactly what you're saying
1: when started because i've been doing this for so long when i Mm -hmm. first started like restoring customizing shoes you could go on youtube and there was nothing like yeah (laughs) there was nothing it was a it was a it was a secret that a lot of people kept like people didn't want to tell you that you could use angela's paint to paint shoes like it was if you knew you knew if you did it you did it like i even remember like when instagram first started being a thing we on like iphones like people yeah. would literally turn around the paint bottle just so you couldn't see the name and now like <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying like it was real deal gatekeeping going on and now like you go on youtube and there are hella channels where people are showing you step by step whether it's from making shoes from scratch or simply just you know changing colorways or even the like most famous trend now of you know dipping your shoes in coffee like like you said at the end of the day there are endless amount of resources don't get me wrong like we all enjoy our downtime we all enjoy the music videos or playing video games and things of that nature but at some point at some point in your life like you have to come to terms with where you are and where you're trying to go and sometimes you just got to cut some of that stuff out like it doesn't have to be forever but Mm -hmm. Sometimes you do have to make your your learning a priority and it doesn't have to be at school, but you got to learn some way. Like there's
0: just that's the only way you're gonna get forward. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, I think YouTube is probably my platform of choice as far as like where I consume a lot a lot of my media and I'm always watching interviews because podcasting and and, and interviewing is something that I want to do for a living. And I, and I've always been, you know, super interested in what some of my favorite personalities and and artists and entertainers have to say, but now it's, it's more about me, you know, not focusing as much on what they have to say and focusing on what the interviewer is asking and how they're asking it and, and developing like skills that I can use in in these sort of, in, in this sort of fashion. So yeah, I'm like, still enjoying what i'm consuming but i I, the way i approach it is so much different now you know i had to i had to flip that switch in order to um just like focus on on my craft and and like get what i got going like making some motion for sure yeah man um but i really want to ask you so for the next question um just what sparked your initial interest in you know repurposing leather goods and just you know various articles of clothing um there's not a lot of people out there that would take that necessary risk in order to, like, you know, outsource things and repurpose things and make it their own. You know, I feel like a lot of people um, aren't creative enough to, like, attempt doing something like that. But, you know, where did that come from for you? Um, To be honest with you, man, it still shocks me to this day. Like,
1: there are certain yeah. things that I make or have made that, like, still blow my mind. Like, yo, I actually made that and if if i could tell you where it come from or where it came from i would love to honestly mm-hmm. i have no clue man i as a kid i started off wanting to be like a pastry chef and then at Word. one point like like i don't want to do that i'm trying to make some money so like i was actually going to go to school to be a nurse anesthetist. like mm-hmm. i took all ap classes was a straight a student found out about angela's paint and was like Buffs it all. Um, yeah. As far as the whole, like, repurposing thing, that really kind of came about, again, like, just being on it, going about it a different way, like, what are the things people are doing that I feel like I could do it, but I could possibly do it better, or trends that are, like, starting the bubble, but they really haven't hit their peak yet, and basically how I got the chance was my mom' old uh, Louis Vuitton bag that she was given when my um, brother was born and basically um the zipper had messed up the leather was kind of cracking on the bottom from just having it sit down or whatever so i kind of told her like you know if you give it to me like i can make something out of it i'm not gonna promise you that it'll be good but i mean i can try it um so i ended up taking the bag apart repurposing it making it into a pair of slides uh but the best thing that came out of it had like a little bit of material left over and I made an Apple Watch band. And then from there, man, it really just kind of took off. Um, A lot of people were asking me to make watch bands for them. It turned into doing, like, lighter cases, wallets, and things of that nature. Um, And really from there, man, just constantly posting the stuff and constantly just being the student and always trying to figure out how I could do it better. Because, again, at the end of the day, I am self-taught. So there are, like, master crafters or master and things of that nature out there so constantly like certain people out or, or trying to find them on instagram and just meticulously watching their videos over and over again or hey how did this person do this or what tool is that like those type of different things just constantly allowed me to better my craft and, and you know that's kind of how i got here today
0: yeah yeah and, and experience like you can't really I don't know you can't really grade that like it just it takes time and I I think even if you don't hold yourself in the same regard as you know some of these master crafters or you know however you put it like there's still there's still progression from the time you first started to now you know I'm sure you would say you're you're light years ahead of what you envisioned. you know at that time when you just created it you know when when you uh you know started up and and let it become a hobby or whatever. But I love the fact you mentioned how your mom, like you got it from your mom, the um, the old Louis bag, and you repurposed it and how she let you do that. I feel like it's so underrated, like when parents just allow us to like create naturally, because I, I know for my mom, she was always the kind of like if I had a new interest or a new hobby, she was in full support of it. You know, and I feel feel like some people were just like like no, like this bag is worth so much. I don't want you cutting it up. Like I can just go sell it. But you know, I'm sure she was just like, yeah, I want to let you, you know, tinker with it and 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 create. And I, and I think that's a beautiful, like underrated part of that story. You know, we need those people in our lives that support us full fledged and and allow us to do um, what we want to. And and you know, they're just there for the ride. So for sure and i and
1: i'll even oh i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead ahead. i I was just gonna say man you know although we're on the the topic of parents and and your parents supporting you and things of that nature just because i know that's not uh for most people and at times you Mm -hmm. know it wasn't for me as well i I just want to let everybody know like it don't have to be your parents it may not even be your closest friends you know i'm saying like sometimes Mentor. It may not be anybody, it may just yeah. be yourself, or you may yeah. have a mentor, or you may have like those friends or just those random people that follow you on socials, like that are really hyping you up, like whatever it may be, let that be your motivation. Don't focus on the people that are not supporting you because just because somebody is, is related to you by blood or just because you've known somebody for a very long time doesn't mean they always have your best interests a lot of times we become friends with people or we get close to people just because we're in the same situation. We're in the same area. Yep. Once I left one of Robbins, not to say, you know, I don't have those same friends anymore, but mm-hmm. a lot of people I don't talk to on a day to day basis. won't yep. even hold you and say that me and my mom have the best relationship, not to get too personal, but it's more so mm-hmm. that sometimes you got to find whatever's within you or, you know, find that, that inspiration somewhere else yeah. outside of the norm for sure
0: yeah and i think with and i think that's a, a necessary risk that a lot of creatives have to take um i feel like sometimes people don't have they don't understand it right away you know they may like yeah. understand the surface level stuff like if you were to do an interview with jimmy kimball next week you, you know your shit took off overnight like your parents can see that and and, and can appreciate it and and know what's going on, like, you're really, you know, out here doing well for yourself, but they don't understand, like, the groundwork that went into it or why you're pursuing this niche, like, um, lane, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of parents have, like, a safe idea of, like, success you know like being a nurse or or being a doctor and things like that and it's like i respect you for taking forging your own path and doing something that may not have been understood right away because you're in a better position now and and you know you're making real deal motion you know just with what you got going on so that's a that's a that's a beautiful thing most definitely appreciate you man yeah um how do you get in that creative mode though because you know we we've talked and and i've definitely seen you (laughs) at it but like is there any secret to, like, just being able to focus and and get in that get in that mode where you're ready to just, like, lock in?
1: I think, you know, again, it comes to, like, that, that self-motivation. I will definitely mm-hmm. say, I mean, obviously, you witnessed it yourself. We're not always in the mood to create. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, I hate to say it, but that's just kind of, like, the reality of things, to be truly honest with you. I mean, as far as this this year in itself I probably only made two pair of shoes and it's going on July um Mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to be doing this for a living but you know I think it just it just all depends man like sometimes you really do just have to be in the mood and then there are going to be those other times it always like goes back to it's like this clip of like Lil Wayne talking about you know people going to the studio only when they have something to talk about like yeah. You should be in the studio every single day. Like if mm-hmm. you wanna be a you wanna be a singer, if you wanna be a basketball player, a football player, like that's something that you should work on every single mm-hmm. day. Um what works for me as far as getting into that mood, the earlier I get up, the better. Um if if I can get it going early, if I don't have too many places to kind of go throughout the day and I can kind of just sit at home lock in that's normally when i get the most work done Mm -hmm. i will definitely say you know working for yourself or not really having a boss or time schedule it's hard to manage at first especially when you're young because obviously you know like all your friends out doing stuff they're going on trips they're going out at night or they're just hanging out playing 2k whatever the case may be like you just got to find that balance because at the end of the day like if this is your only source of income, like, you determine when you make money. Like, yeah, as listen. much as I want to kick it, as much as I want to spend time with my girlfriend or whatever the case may be, see my little brother, like, sacrifices have to be made. Like, I'm not where I want to be at, so, I have to be okay with, you know what I'm saying, like, staying up late at, staying up early in the morning, missing out on people's birthdays or missing out on parties and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, but, I would definitely say like a good playlist, for sure. Um, a good playlist, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to sewing, that's always going to do it. That's always going to do it, at least for me. But whatever it is, or, or whoever, just find what puts you in that. It's not going to be the same for everybody, but I will say that don't depend on inspiration because you're not going to be inspired every day. You're not going to yep. feel up to it every day, but we all know how social media works, like the longer you disappear, the quicker it is for people to forget about you. So even if you're not constantly, you know what I'm saying, posting new work, figure out a way to repurpose that old work. You're constantly gaining followers and things of that nature. So yep. some people may have not seen the stuff you did a while ago. Like, this is for me, man, I've been doing this for 10 years. It's a lot of people that only know me for, for you know, your most recent work. They, yeah. Yeah. They've never, they never knew that I was on ice kicks and, Destroyed and stuff like that in high school yeah. for just painting shoes. So if you have the chance to, even or those times where you're in those slumps, or those times when you're dealing with like personal stuff and you're just not really in the mood to be creating, just figure a way to repurpose what you have done and, and keep it pushing until it's time for you to create.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I definitely respect about you and like what you have going on. Um, since I've known you, you've always been super big on pushing your work on social media. I find there's a lot of people that are like they just aren't super tapped in with analytics and, and how to, you know, build a brand. And I think social media is a super, super important part of, of like our new age way of creating a business. And, um, I've always respected that about you, you know, you're retweeting things that are relevant to you, you know, like manifesting things that you want. Um, you know, you're very locked in with like, your community of creatives you know you have friends that you that you know that make clothes and repurpose articles of clothing as well and and you also like to share your previous work out there so people know and you are you know you're always like for example when you mentioned um making the apple watch bands i i used to love seeing how well i feel like every month like your <laughs> old apple watch band tweet would resurface and like more yeah, people yeah. would continue to request them because you kept you kept that at the forefront, you know, you didn't let it just die out and on the timeline, you know what I'm saying, like, you would let it resurface or retweet it and allow, like, selfless promotion, you know what I'm saying, like, showing that off, because if you feel like there's a need for it, you know, someone out there is going to be bound to cop one or, or request one from you, so yeah, man, for that's...
1: Sure. I think, and I think, you know, and that could be just because we're from such a small place, Yeah, like, obviously, we're not in Atlanta where we grew up with young thug or you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. your homeboy knows somebody cousin and stuff like that like we've pretty much always been in a very small space and it's word of mouth don't get me wrong would definitely do you great go great lengths for you Uh, especially when you're in a small town like that's how I was able to kind of take over the four seven eight but when you're talking about doing business from different states different countries or across the world like at some point that internet aspect has to come and play and not everybody has those marketing dollars or ad dollars. Um, and I won't even say that I'm the best at analytics, but it's more so just seeing, looking at the things you're struggling with and then Mm -hmm. trying to see like how you can change things up to better your situation. Um, a lot of the, the tweets and things that you're referring to literally just came I'm not getting enough ping on my site. I'm not getting enough followers. I'm not getting enough interaction. So maybe if I just constantly retweet this every day or instead of like making separate posts for every single thing that I do, let me just do a thread of it. So if you ever see one thing and you just bored, now you can scroll up and down and see all the stuff I did. And that's what I found, what works for me. I'm not saying it'll work for everybody, but definitely try something until it doesn't work i mean yeah, you know your... and even if it doesn't work keep trying it like you you just never know but you got to keep trying and find your method that's that's going to be the only way that you can succeed unless you just really have a huge backing
0: yeah no most definitely um and i asked you about you know like how you get in your creative mode um now i kind of want to get into like how creatives are perceived so how do you, what do you feel like is your the biggest misconception of being someone that creates?
1: I would say that one, that we have a lot of free time. Uh, Two, that we can, to an extent, work without like being in that, in that mode. And then I would say also that, just that, you know, like on the whole artist creative side, that it's not important. Like, don't get me wrong. I know I'm not out here like saving lives or anything like that, but I do know that, I make people happy with the work that I do. Maybe it's not, like, for the masses, but mm-hmm. the people that I provide work to, they truly enjoy it. Same way sure. you enjoy your favorite song or when you go to a museum, you enjoy that favorite piece. Like, we do yeah. provide some importance to the world.
0: Yeah, it's a good, it's a good and a good service. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and there's going to be people out there that can appreciate it. Yeah, I could agree with that. For sure. Um And th- so we were also talking about just... Um, the spike lee thing you know how your name soul for a soul was coined from a spike lee illustration um if you wouldn't mind just um re re paraphrasing that
1: yeah so like the the spike lee drawing that you're referring to um at the time you know i know some people are a little younger so at the time you know tumblr was a real big thing Mm -hmm. and it was just a drawing that uh was doing it it just kept going viral kept popping up on my timeline or whatever and it was one of my favorite uh pieces that i've ever seen um i was even to this day if i could find it i'd probably like get it framed and hung up somewhere but um yeah it, it just i took that picture and used it for like this project that we were working on back in ninth grade i had to do like mm-hmm. a um, a mock magazine and i think now 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 looking back on it like it was filled with like uh celebrity sneaker watches like you know just all the different celebrities that wearing that was such a good area yeah man that was a time man and like when people were really doing like the sneaker cakes and stuff um but you know when when and this was way before i even thought about picking up a paintbrush or painting shoes or anything like that but once i really did get into it and realized that, you know, it was more, it was, it wasn't just a hobby anymore. Like people were actually paying me to do this. Like I actually had, you know, backlogs and filling orders and things like that. I knew I needed the name. So I just kind of took the name that I used for said sneaker magazine that I came up Mm -hmm. with in like ninth grade and uh, just really kind of rolled with it ever since, man. And and even now, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I know that that's where I started. It's always going to be a part of me, but I do know now that as much as I love doing shoes, as much as I enjoy it, I know that my purpose now is a little bit wider uh, than shoes, and, and 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 now I've started to try to expand and look at to changing the name or, or finding something different to kind of separate the two. Just because, although you know, Soul for the Soul is is a is a great name as it as it always has been. It's just mm-hmm. I feel like my purpose is a little bit more than shoes now.
0: Most definitely, yeah, and that's just growth as a creative for sure you know there's yeah. there's new um hurdles to jump through new new um projects yeah. to continue to work on so yeah man um no no doubt about that i know you got some some good shit on the way for sure and i've seen that you've done some collaborations with homies with uh creative brands uh martin you know like i said guest on the previous yeah. episode um he was somebody that i know you've worked hand in hand with uh, armani um, he has a brand um, don't forget to smile, has it challenged you as a as a creative
1: so uh yeah, help. for sure i would I would say, man, it's always good to get around other creatives, you know, like a lot of times we kind of stick to ourselves or we may be the only like creative person we know, so mm. we kind of get stuck in the box and you only think like your ideas are the best ideas, but once you start to get around other people or get around people that have different skills than you, you can kind of see other things that you know, like can be brought to the table. Like one thing I've always um, enjoyed and loved about Martin's work is that his placement has always been so crazy to me. Like the way he mm-hmm. places things, or places images, or or, or graphics on certain um, garments has always been so crazy to me. Um, our money, like me and our money, have known each other like literally since I started doing shoes. But yeah. every day, you know, what I'm saying he continues to push me as well. Like we're always constantly bouncing ideas off of each other uh some of my my best work has come from him being behind the scenes and like just being able to you know go back and forth about different ideas so i do think that as a creative you know you definitely want to kind of get outside of just your own world but and sometimes you know you can be around people that aren't creative that may offer a different perspective as well so i won't say that you need to surround yourself with only creatives. i do think while you're still growing maturing and trying to find like your lane it's definitely good to be around other creative people, for sure.
0: Yeah, I feel like we can learn something from that. Um, that was something me and Martin talked me, me and Martin talked about, just in reference to Kanye and his like Kanye alumni, so to speak. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like all of the all of these like renowned designers um, that Kanye is closely associated with we're all rocking with him and and collaborating ideas off one another at one point. You know, you're you're Jerry's of the world, Aaron Preston, Matthew Williams. You know, these are all guys who are on record to say, like, this crew inspires me. You know, we all kind of, like, help each other and, and, you know, create product together so most definitely I think if that's like your little crew to rock out with and create like it's definitely necessary because like you said I've seen you guys collaborate and it's a beautiful thing I think um everyone needs to have a circle that can help them contribute to whatever skill they got going on because it's always good to have multiple uh perspectives
1: for sure and I would would definitely agree even on the Kanye tip like if even if you don't like Kanye, you like one of his people's work. Like yeah. you may not care for Kanye, but all of that came from the same camp. They all do mm-hmm. different things or you could say some of them do the same thing, but at the end of the day, like those ideas, those those beliefs were all influenced from yeah. that time of them all together and also i mean it just goes to show like yeah they're all still friends now but they've all separated and went to do their own things Mm -hmm. that's the that's the thing now like i I feel like a lot of people especially our age they they all want the credit for themselves like sometimes it's okay to be a pippin to a jordan like you don't always have to be the main star and y'all can be the bulls like and just rock out like everybody ain't got to be stiff. You know what I'm saying? Like, just be a part of a team and allow that to flourish. And then, when you decide to go by yourself, ooh, because the way I look at it, like, it fits me just like it benefits Martin and our money for all of us to be together. Like, no, we may not the exact same thing, but if you like my work, nine times out of ten, you're going to like their work and vice versa. So, Mm. It it all it all plays a part. Yeah, facts, man. Like the internet is a crazy thing. No matter how people like sit down talk about it, like the internet is life changing. You, it's way more than enough money out there. I would I would even go as far as to say, like I'm pretty sure there are multiple people that have bought some. Like all three of us, like it just it it, it's enough money to go around, like you said.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. And and, uh, just piggybacking off what you were saying about, you know, the the Kanye camp, you know, they've all kind of created. Well, they've all kind of they've all kind of like solidified themselves within fashion. You know, their influence is felt Virgil, especially rest in peace. Um, And they all as far as footwear, uh, Kanye, Virgil, Matthew Williams, like they all have their imprint and, and sneakers. Now, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, you know, as a sneaker lover is. Uh, Do you like the direction that the sneaker game is headed in? Like, what are your thoughts on, say, pre-distressing on shoes or, you know, less emphasis on, um, you know, having to keep your rock your shoes or keep your stuff on ice? You know what I'm saying? That was a big thing within our community for a while within the sneaker game. And um, just, you know, the more minimalistic approach on everything has to be super flashy and in your face.
1: So I'll, I'll go as far as to say, like, I feel like there's some pros and cons to all of it. Like, mm. I'm I'm with you. Definitely rock your shoes. Um, mm. You know, the whole dirty Air Force thing, like, it, there's a level to it. Like, don't sure. get me wrong. Yeah. Like, there, there there are definitely certain shoes out there that do look better worn. I mean, yeah, even yeah. now when you think about the dunks, like, I know me and you have had conversations before. I used yeah. to hate the whole, like, aging of the dunks and things of that nature. Now that I have multiple pair of dunks, like, the leather to me is just too bright. So Mm -hmm. every time I get a pair, I do age them and it allows me to wear them more. Um, As far as just, you know, I I think, the only thing I will say though, man, is that I think with the whole social media factor, like you have a lot of people now that are really just in it for the money or in it for the clout versus actually just enjoying the shoe. Um, It it should never have gotten to the point where people like are okay with wearing dupes. (laughs) <laughs> and people like to do that. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not yeah. hating on that. Like at the end of the day, like I'm not telling if if a shooting hundred dollars by all means. I'm not saying you should be spending that. Like. Bro,
0: gas is five dollars out here. Like I wouldn't yeah. give fifteen hundred dollars on on those But teams it, at the same It's like time. basic integrity though. You know what I'm saying? Like this means yeah, a lot to it's... the culture and, and you know, you may miss out on a drop, but there's ways to make money within the game to afford the thing the shoe you want if you were to partake in reselling or, you know, working an extra shift or whatever. Like, but to me it's just like it's a lack of integrity. Like I had a conversation with some of my homies, like off the record. I feel like I mean, you ain't going to catch me rocking no fakes. Maybe that's just ingrained <laughs> in our culture. Like, we're not going to step out yeah. like that. But I definitely hold that same that same opinion on on just, like, I, it's not something. It's not for me personally.
1: And I think even to a certain extent, man, I think the yeah, entitlement plays a part in that as well. Like, everybody feels like they deserve to have every single shoe, mm. no matter what it is. And, like, sometimes it's okay to miss out on things. Like, yeah. That's what makes this fun. Like keeps you X, humble, bro. <laughs> it, it keeps you humble. Like StockX and Gold and Grilled and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong; they're great platforms. I'm glad that they come about, but at the same time, it's like because you have places like StockX, people feel as though they deserve everything. Like there used mm-hmm. to be a time if it didn't drop in your city or in your state, that was it. Like
0: that was it, bro. All right, cool. Keep it like you know what i'm saying and that like, made them was, more sought off after anyway like yeah that's like, when that's it was when, simpler you
1: know that's when it was fun now yeah. it's like if i miss it all right soon as soon as soon as 10.01 hit and i get that you were not picked all right i'm gonna go ahead and slide on stock before the prices yeah. go up like yeah. you know it's just it's one of those things and then even like the whole like I don't know, man. You know, you, you have, like, the the cool cause of the world and things of that nature, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm never going to be the person to hate on another black man or hate on somebody else's success. It's just, like, certain things, like... It's a fad. You can do that, but it, it it's it a fad, is. and also... Yeah. Like, it, it's a fad, and it's, like, at the end of the day, like, you can do that, rock out. But don't be out here calling yourself, like, the best designer or something like that, man.
0: Yeah.
1: Stealing from two people, not just one. So, like... yeah. Rock out, do your thing, but stay humble. Like you you're not out here designing a brand new silhouette. You're not out here giving people new colorways. Like
0: Yeah.
1: Just like I know I, I know the type <laughs> of stuff that I can make and I'm not even out here on some um, oh I'm the best this and that. Like no, be sure. humble, man. So but you know, I'm I'm glad to see that there are more people a part of it. I just hope that we kinda get away from the we got to have everything and resellers buying up everything. Like there never should be a point where people are reselling me, bro. Like that is, that is <laughs> the craziest thing to me,
0: but yeah. Hey, people do it. So, you know, yeah. by all means. Yeah, man. Um, it, it's a, it's a shisey game out here now, bro. <laughs> yeah. You work in retail. I, I work in retail. We've seen it firsthand. Shit. I've partaked in the reselling culture and, um, shout out to travis because i made a lot of money off you my boy (laughs) 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 hey man but look like my thing is my 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 value my practice on on reselling is like because how fucked up the game is like if i can resell a shoe to get a drop that i missed i'm putting the money towards that because there's always going to be money on anything nowadays like with mids with grs like you know, I can just get the grail that I wanted and and, and sleep easier at night because it's not as obtainable. So it's kinda of like a catch twenty two, like you live and die by the game and nowadays yeah, it's and crazy. I'm, and I'm not I'm not mad at that. Like I yeah. trust me, I mean I work in a
1: store and I can't even get everything. So yeah. If if you gotta trade up or put some money on top of something, like by all means, like do what you gotta do. It's just the people that like you're you have no you You have no intention on wearing me, have no intention on trading these shoes for something better. You're literally just buying them to make a profit mm-hmm. like bro, go, go get a job like there are <laughs> people that really like work their ass off and can't even get shoes like like yeah. you said, like we both work in retail. There is no reason that a reseller should need to work like that that's crazy and yeah. and then you have customers like the normal everyday customers that are coming in. Old shoe stores don't have anything. Y'all don't never have. And it's like, nah. It's it's the worst around the holidays. You got a job and they don't. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it's the worst around the holidays. When you see that single mom.
0: Yeah, like... When you you see that single mom that wants to get this shoe for a kid and you can't because the damn reseller Mm -hmm. got it before they did, like, it does humble
1: you. They got it first and these kids sending they, they parents on dummy missions asking for shoes that came out two years ago like i'm not gonna be in a regular shoe store you know your yeah. parents don't got six seven hundred dollars to be buying those shoes on resale market yeah. so it's it just you know it's like yeah it it, it's wild
0: <laughs> yeah no going back to the simpler days though because i know that you know you're you're definitely like an og sneakerhead. um you know just for our age range for our demographic, I really want to just get into your earliest memories of sneakers. Cause I feel like I don't even know this about you. Like what was your earliest memories of sneakers? What kind of got you interested? So I, I say it was like a plethora of things. Like mm-hmm. growing up, um, my
1: dad, even into Jordan's, but he always made sure that we had them. Um, yep. but I'll say like the thing that like really took me from just being like a kid that just had the newest days to like, no, I'm on day and night trying to see what's coming out. How can I get it? What's the stuff that people not looking for? There was a time where my my brother was saving up some money for for a car, actually, and um, mm-hmm. he was supposed to match somebody. Like he was supposed to put up a, a certain amount of money. The person was going to match him. They they did not match him. So mm-hmm. he took the money one day, went to the mall, and just like cashed out. Uh, crazy bad. enough, it was on the. He blew a he blew all of it. Like yeah. and crazy enough, like it's funny they finna come out now, but it was actually on like the Citrus Sevens. Like he bought like the whole Jumpman outfit. Yeah. Crazy enough. And like that that's what like sparked it all because at that point it's like, yo, he got like he got the he got the shoes, but he also got all of it to match. And yeah. I know now people are not so matchy matchy, but I would say that that particular, yeah, back in the day, it was a, it was a thing. So like, yeah. I'll say that particular moment is what started me. Um, as far as like shoes that I was always interested in, I still haven't got to this day. Um, you know, being from where we're from, we had this, this skate shop that really kind of got everything for the most part, but yeah. Freddy Krueger SBS and the, uh, Skunk Highs will always be like two of my favorite shoes at this current yeah. moment because of your boy, Travis, i yeah. probably would never own them but you know uh, crazy. prices are ridiculous but uh yeah that that's those that are two shoes that i've always wanted that i've never had but i would say that particular instance um is is what got me really hooked into shoes and then of course you know working in shoe stores definitely helped move that along i think at the height of it all i probably had like 124 pair so Jeez. yeah yeah, i was i was i was deep in it i mean now looking back on it though i definitely could have used that money for (laughs) way more whatever it was hey i mean i i think the craziest moment of it all is probably like obviously i've skipped school a few times to get some shoes yeah Uh, i had a bet with this guy in high school who had the most shoes so like for three months straight i wore a different shoe every day like it just
0: it was like that bro (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was like that. I Under remember, one,
0: bro. My first pair of Jays, I got into them when I like was probably in eighth or ninth grade. For real, like uh, as far as retros go, I remember camping out outside of Hibbit's at uh, Centerville Mall with my stepdad, at, like five a.m. and having to wait until like. Might have been like four a.m., but it, until like you know eight, nine, ten, eight, whatever eight, the nine. store, whenever it was open at that time, and I remember they were everyone had to pull little raffle tickets or whatever, and I needed a size ten, but the only thing they had left by the time they got to me was a ten and a half, and I had to make it work, bro. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna go out empty-handed for fuse, the shoes, bro. And you know, so I double-saw. <laughs>
1: hey man you gotta do what you gotta do and it's crazy (laughs) you even bring that up because like now i'd be talking to people and and people swear up and down like camping but that was like one of the funnest things to me i don't know if it was because like i really didn't go outside that much or whatever but i truly enjoyed camping like the to know that all i gotta do is be first oh yeah there's and and then to just like all the conversations like I used to enjoy, like, camping out and watching different people pull up and then they having stuff that, you know, you ain't ever seen mm-hmm. in person or real OG things or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, yeah man, bringing camping back, man. Camping probably my, won't do it though, but bring camping weed out. <laughs>
0: it will weed out all the little like resellers and new kids. You know what I'm saying? Because they probably ain't ever. like, "What? I'm used to getting everything I want out the back door." Yeah. Nah. Back in the day, you really had to put in that work. You <laughs> had bro, to put like, in that work,
1: that real time, them being up all times of night, being in the cold. Man, I remember for a pair of shoes. It was, it was cold, raining. I believe
0: it, bro. Different my time, first pair of man. shoes. Like, <laughs> different time bro i remember my first time ever camping for a shoe was out in i think it was out in mississippi with my cousin we were at on a family reunion and the um i want to say the olympic sevens had just dropped and i didn't
1: even, shoe i was in the cold
0: <laughs> bro i didn't even get them, bro i was in the line with him oh. he ended up getting them in his size and i and I didn't have anything like a nine and a half, 10. Cause this is when I was back in middle school. And so I just had to settle for like some damn team J's or like some BS, nice. some GRs, bro. Cause I couldn't even get the Olympics. That was my first memory. Nice. I I will. I'll, I'll probably get a pair of them shits when I like, just, just to have, you know what I'm saying? Just, just to, to have, like, them. have that memory of like, I didn't get to have these when I was a kid. And uh, now I, now I can, I feel like that's what it's all about. Like, At its core, like a lot of these sneakerheads who are in the game right now, they're just buying things that they didn't have access to or weren't able to obtain as a kid. And I feel like that's where the love of the game really is like stemmed from. And a lot of people, it's just not there anymore, I feel like, with all these these new age resellers. Because it's
1: it's too many releases as well. Like, you gotta remember, like back when we were growing up, like it was only one pair of Jordans, maybe once a month, something like that. Now you got two, three releases every week and like yeah. it's just it's, it's it's crazy to see oh, man how scary. yeah like now you know what i'm saying like even like i never thought i'd see the day where green, green we're sitting in the store like that is a crazy thing to me like people talk go about crazy it. Day, now you know, <laughs> talk about <laughs> nobody it. even wants them, man but that just goes to show like if it doesn't have resale value it's going to fit people just um, yeah and I, I turn a blind and eye i think eye. we're I think we're gonna see that that bubble finally pop. You know, you know, with where I work at and what I get to see on a day to day basis, I think I think we're gonna see a correction coming, just like you know, with the stock market or whatever else you want to call it. Like, I, I think it's that necessary. is 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 getting to that point where it is necessary and
0: it is bound to happen. So
1: we're gonna see how it play out, man. These next few years are gonna be
0: very interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, last question um, on the topic of sneakers. I really want to know, like. What was your favorite pair of sneakers either like currently in your rotation or previously when you had all uh, 120 something pairs of sneakers, bro? Like what was that what was that pair um, for you?
1: Bag when I had a 124, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It was it was so many that it was kind of hard to have like your favorite. Um I would say that at the it all I just like I had the, the, the biggest accomplishment I probably had was the kd6 i had like every single colorway that was like mm-hmm. the first shoe that i was able to like get all of it. um and kd my favorite player so that was that yeah. was pretty dope um as far as like favorite shoe right now or even back then because i still actually have it um the nike sb like purple safari it hurts me now because i'd be beating them to death yeah. but I think on sockets they're like a thousand dollars, bro. I'd be yeah up <laughs> at night thinking I, about
0: that too. I thought you were gonna say like a Ronnie Fia, uh Isaac because don't you, you have know, the salmon I, the salmon I toes? I, yeah.
1: Or did you have? I them don't have or? the salmon toes. I have the gold the gold joints. Um, okay. I have the I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Those aren't. Well, for the for the feed lovers, we wouldn't call those the salmon toes, but I know which one you're referring to. It's the Colts and Arms collab, and I still okay. do have those. Um, and they're a very comfortable shoes. And I even, you know, running feed. That was a that was a time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed all the collabs, all the extra things that come with it. The only reason I would say that they're probably not like my like my, my favorite in my collection is just because. You had to be a special type of person to know about that. That That's yeah. not something that I can wear every day and that's going to break people's necks. Not to yeah. say that that's what I'm doing it for, but it's just you, we were into trainers before it became a thing. And that's just yeah. something that most people wouldn't
0: even, <laughs> they wouldn't even yeah. know unless you told nah, them. So. They wouldn't, bro. And it was, it was a whole time. Like I, 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 my, one of my favorite, I guess fondest sneaker, eras was the uh fly net wave, you know what I'm saying I had Flynet trainers, Flynet Racers. Racers. I was really oh. big on I was really big on those on the runners. I even had gelite threes. I think I had like a Miami Vice pair. They were so fresh. Oh yeah. The Miami colorway was crazy. Yeah. I had a few. Um I had a few of those runners, you know what I'm saying? I always loved like ninety fives and ninety sevens. Um I didn't get my first pair of um ninety sevens until a few years ago. I got the um the gold bullet. The, the not the silver oh, bullet yeah, those, the gold joints. Those, those, those are a classic mad, like I don't know. I just always love that that time, even if you know it's not as current nowadays. It's just something mm-hmm. special about it and I'm I'm glad that you still got your Ronnie Fee um ASICs for sure, 'cause yeah for those yeah, that are <laughs> no like bro for those that really can appreciate it like you know what I'm saying they're they're gonna respect you more for keeping those in your rotation because people are just so like they're just so quick to like disregard or disregard I, I, their I, shit Jordan
1: Jordan Jordan
0: yeah 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 nah yeah. I got I got
1: stuff I mean I'm I'm 26 now but I definitely still have stuff from, from
0: when I was like early high school like 14 15 for sure I can't say the same bro my foot just stop growing like I was a size yeah, 10 in got, high school I got lucky <laughs> Yeah bro I was a size 10 in high school and and I'm an 11 now and maybe I was just wearing the wrong shoe the whole time but most of everything in my in my closet is an 11 unless it's like a Jordan 4 and I have to go up half a size but uh yeah <laughs> um also I wanted to ask you is there like a favorite sneaker you've restored for a client uh I don't know I've seen some crazy shit you've restored for, for some people. I've seen um, classic green fours. Um, I've seen, uh, I want to say maybe pure monies. I've seen some old black yeah. cement, the CDP pack, I think. Um, uh-huh. um, I've seen several pairs. I You know, it's crazy because
1: thinking about it now, like it's been so long since I've like actually restored shoes that, it's hard to say, but I would want to say I probably did the uh, is it the DMT pack, the the gold, the black and gold, the six, the
0: elevens, the 11th. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did both of them. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did the whole pack for somebody. So that was that was probably like my most memorable one I can think of. Mm. Um, crazy enough, that when I was restoring shoes, like it it wasn't really to me about the hype of the shoe. It was more so like how damaged is it, and how far can I bring it back? So if it was something like you gave it to me and it, you didn't, you would have never thought you'd been able to wear it again, and I could get it back to a wearable status for sure, that was that was probably the, that's probably what made it fun. Now, you couldn't pay me enough to restore some shoes. I'm not going yeah. to cap.
0: <laughs> I know that's where you're at now. Mentally, <laughs> mentally that you're just on that, because it's very tedious, bro, and I understand, like, I think watching you do it, or, you know, seeing you In the beginning of stages, is just like restoring pairs for some of our homies. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. You know what I'm saying? And there's never a guarantee that it's going to last, especially with like older pairs, because they're more susceptible to crumbling and cracking. And so, it's just kind of one of them things you got to let people know. Like, I can do only so much with these. Like, you know, you just kind of got to wear them at your own risk.
1: (laughs) For sure. And I would much prefer you just go ahead and wear them versus you know paying me and then two days later they crumbling on you so yeah (laughs) yeah
0: so (laughs) last sneaker question i promise um i know that several of your customs were featured on you know kicks on fire sneaker files some other blogs that you may have mentioned earlier in our interview um just how did that affect your mindset early on like did that give you motivation to continue to just keep going or you know how how did how do you how do you react to that feeling like was it something that people were like talking about at school when you pulled up or whatever
1: man it had to be a, a a crazy time like especially being in high school being from where we're from like we're from a super small town most yeah. time you tell people you from georgia like they automatically assume atlanta or atlanta. that you know that's it so yeah. <laughs> so the so it, it I would definitely say it was motivating. Um, it was mm-hmm. more so shocking than anything. And I think yeah. as I got older, it first so was like needed. Like making it to those blogs like showed me that it was really possible. Like I could really make a living off of this, and I could really mm-hmm. be somebody off of just like customizing the shoes. I mean, even I even kind of saw a glimpse of it in high school. Like I never played sports. I was not on nobody's football team, nobody's basketball right. team, but me and you from the same place i was pretty popular to just be out here painting old sneakers so yeah you know it's it definitely uh gave me that confidence to like you know be able to walk around and, like yeah it's that is me i do that and, <laughs> and i'm not gonna the that.
0: hooper you're not like the hooper <laughs> yeah. or you know the quarterback but like you know for some other shit that's fresh like you can't say, oh, yeah, someone else is doing this because there's always going to be another point guard that comes that's fire. You know, there's always going to be another uh, quarterback or stud, you know, pitcher or whatever that comes through at your school every several, every few years. And it's like the talk of the, the school. But doing what you did, I mean, that's very special considering where we're from. So I would be so boosted off that shit.
1: <laughs> you know, I think it was just like my upbringing. I know we talked about that earlier and it was just more so just. Be humble. Like at the end yeah. of the day God gave you this talent at like, on wood, something in my hands, I could not be able to see like you know, it just just always stay humble. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's kinda of why I carried myself that way. Now if you see me today, I will definitely talk my shit. You cannot you are, tell hey, it. you you put in somebody. your dues,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You cannot and people deserve to know. I guess it is like, definitely a cool a cool fact about you, just something to know, you know what I'm saying? Like you've been doing this for a long time. You deserve to pop your shit a little bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think um, the, the thing about introducing myself now is telling people I can make a shoe by hand, and that always trips people out. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. who do you know make shoes? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. That's very true. Yeah, you good, what you do, my boy. I really want to ask you before we wrap this up, like what's the status of some like current creative projects here like is there anything special you have lined up for the foreseeable future um as of right now i would say that
1: you're probably gonna see a lot more like repurposing from me Mm -hmm. um not more so on the luxury side of things but more so just upcycling like vintage garments blankets things of that nature and getting more into the utility side, I think mm. uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know about me or just about what I do is that, yeah, I enjoy what I do. And I know that uh, people love Louis Vuitton Gucci and things of that nature, but mm. being on the apparel, the fashion side, like we create a lot of waste in the world. And the main reason for me doing all the stuff as I do is that. If I didn't do it, it would probably be thrown away, and that's just more waste. Um, all about just pre- preaching sustainability right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, so yeah. I, I definitely want to get more into my bag with that. You know, with, mm-hmm. with being in school currently and just being able to experience different things. And even though I know we talked about like me technically taking a break and just not having really made anything, I feel like when I finally do come back and, and get back in the groove of things um i'll be able to put out a lot more and and do it much better than i have not to say i you know i put out bad work or anything but it's just Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you need to break sometimes you need to like step back recalculate and and see where you were going wrong or see how you can do things better so i will say that a lot more of of that type of work probably a lot more collabs um recently which is just full circle, man. Recently, I got a chance, or I got flew out to Arizona um, to help a homie that I met on <laughs> Instagram. Like two I saw ago. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy experience, man, but we, we finally met up. Um, I got to fly out. He had about 120 pair of shoes that he needed help with, and um, I, I spent almost a week out there just, you know, providing my expertise. Not to say that he didn't know what he was doing, but it was cool to finally get around somebody that does exactly what I do, but yeah. also being able to, you know, share those tips and tricks because there were things that he does that I didn't know about. And there were things that I do that he didn't know about. So just kind of getting together with him. Um, so I definitely, definitely see a lot more of collaboration going on, man. And just, you know, doing projects that matter. Um, yeah. I wouldn't don't be surprised, you know, if you see me in the, in the home decor space, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just I have an appreciation for a lot of things. That's why I say, man, like doing shoes has always been cool. And that's always going to be something that I will continue to practice with. But I do feel as though that I have a broader horizon ahead
0: of me, for sure. Respect, man. Well, um, this interview is coming to a close. Is there anything that you want, any gems you want to give to people that are watching, you know, any other creatives who, you know, just need a, a piece of advice from someone who's been in the game for so long?
1: Um, it's gonna sound cliche as hell, but just just keep trying. <laughs> trust me, I did not get here ten years in and just out of nowhere. like it's yep. literally a bunch of stopping, starting, stopping, starting. so mm-hmm. yeah, you may not be inspired, yeah, you may not you may have life things going on, but once you kind of get through all that and navigate through all that, get back to what you know what I'm saying, where your passion is. That would be my best piece of advice. I appreciate you for having me on, man. I wish you the best of luck, man. I can't wait to see who's next on the pod. Appreciate you, man. It's been another episode to get into.